0: It's October 5th, 2020, and you're listening to the Architecture Geeks Podcast. I'm Matthew. And I'm Larry. And we're your friendly neighborhood architects being geeky as we want to be.
1: Well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, We thought we'd try something a little different this time and have Matthew do the intro for us. So that was, uh, I think... Well, certainly new for me, and uh, you know, certainly the first for Matthew. And I think he did a good job. So, yay, yay, Matthew!
0: Thank you. <laughs> never, never started off at the top before. So it's uh.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think we'll we'll have you. You know, maybe maybe we'll just you know swap in and out every every other one or something, but get you used to doing that. So uh, people don't have to hear me right off the bat, but. <laughs> But anyway, it's October. I mean, I don't know what happened, but suddenly it's the beginning of October. It seems like we blinked and here we are, but I think we haven't we haven't really podcasted in a couple of weeks, I think.
0: Does that sound right? Yeah, we took a week off. I jeez, I, I don't remember what happened. Probably work deadline, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I had a um, a minor uh, minor <laughs> I had a, I had a a decently sized window window yeah I guess window 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 review to to look over and there was a site visit involved and and I guess things just got kind of complicated as we were trying to figure everything out so it just it took a little bit more time than I expected and uh, we just didn't get around to it last week I guess yeah
1: well, you know, and that happens. Uh, we we do, in spite of the fact that we are podcasting, we still do have actual jobs that have to get done. So, you know, from time to time, it is what it is. But I thought we just jump right off into, into what we want to talk about this week because it may get a little long, and and uh, we'll see here in a minute. But but if you're if you're an architect, um, you have had the experience of taking your architectural exams. And those are the tests that are administered by NCARB. And for those who don't know, NCARB is a National Council of Architecture Registration Boards or Architectural Registration Boards. Um, I can never remember which part. But they are the ones who administer the test. They design the exam. They're responsible for making it happen. And here lately, they've decided that, of course, with all the COVID and the pandemic and everything else, that they're going to have to start figuring out how to administer tests online that's a big change i think for them i think you know we we are used to going to a if you're if you're taking your exams you're going to a testing center and you're doing this but one of the big things is that you walk in with you have scratch paper so you're sitting at your your computer doing this test and you can sit there and take notes well and and i guess a a way to for them to actually cut down on potential, I don't know, cheating or for potential work um, uh, exam questions to get out, they've decided to eliminate scratch paper. And they have decided to do this digitally. So they have created or they are creating some sort of uh, digital whiteboard for notes. And if you have taken a test in the past, and I, I my tests were, what, 2008, I think, or like between 2006-2008. And when you're taking the exam, most of us are used to using some sort of CAD. So typically AutoCAD, but NCARB to quote unquote level, the playing field has their own software. So you are stuck using their software, which is kind of clunky and kind of clumsy and not exactly the cutting edge of design software. (laughs) So when we heard about this and we thought, oh, my gosh, they're getting rid of scratch paper. You know, first off, we're not a hundred percent sure how that's going to work. Um, based on past experience, just with the with the regular software that or the CAD software, we're not really, or at least I'm not really optimistic that this is going to be the best experience. I would expect it to be, if anything else, clunky and just as awkward as the original drafting software. But it brought up for us this idea uh, because they're they're wanting to use a digital whiteboard this whole idea of sketching in a digital age, because, you know, when I started in the, in the industry, CAD was still fairly primitive. And the thought of the iPad, there was no such thing as an iPad. And so you are, you you are forced to draw, you're forced to sketch by hand, but now we're getting into the time where you can actually start doing this digitally, digitally, and we wanted to talk a little bit about that because I'm, I haven't done it yet, but Matthew has, and so we thought, well, what does it mean to to sketch in the digital age, and well, what's the pros and cons? So I thought we we kick it off a little bit with talking just basically about some of the types of tablets.
0: Yeah, well, and 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 before we get started on tablets, I I would like to throw my two cents in behind the end carb. I know this isn't really uh, where we were headed originally, but I. I feel like the NCARB taking away your pen and paper is the ultimate slap in the face to me, it seems like, from a testing perspective. Not necessarily from a professional's perspective, but from a testing perspective, it really kind of gets me.
1: Well, and, and I'm with you on, a little bit on that, because the whole idea that we, the, the CAD, the drafting software they have is clunky enough as, as it is but then to tell me now i have to learn how to use their digital whiteboard software that they're developing they're not hiring this for i mean it's an outside group but it's exclusively for for NCARB, so it's not like it's it's something that's already out there and something that's already been used and has been proven and tested and whatever so suddenly you are now not just learning how to use their drafting software you're using you know learning how to use their digital whiteboard software and it's just one more thing to potentially go wrong in the process and i don't know i mean i can i'm guessing i could probably scribble a note faster or sketch something out on a piece of paper a lot faster than i can on whatever digital thing they get they're going to have going on but they have and they haven't started it yet they're they're just getting into it but this is suddenly going to change i think the way people are performing in the test and, 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 and no one knows, like I said, this is, this is them starting to get into it, but it certainly does. It does bring up that question of, of what does digital sketching mean? And if they're going to require us to do it, you know, are, are we going to start seeing more firms where they are, are doing this in the field? And so, so, um, I'm gonna let Matthew start talking about this. Cause you've used graphics tablets before, correct?
0: Yeah. So our first type of tablet that people may <laughs> gravitate towards would be your just typical graphic tablets. They, they've been around for a while. I know I used one way back in the 90s when it was just Microsoft Paint and, and just like a little, but it, it's, it's a, you, you draw on the tablet and the image gets displayed on the computer screen. And there there's a bit of a disconnect as you draw but you get used to it and and you figure out okay based on where i've put my pen in relation to the tablet that that and 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 how the cursor is putting itself on the screen you can kind of it takes a little bit of getting used to but it it it's not
1: that complicated
0: yeah, it's it's not it's not particularly complicated and it's also it's it's the most affordable option at the moment because you're not having to deal with drawing on top of a screen that you're then going to be able to look at or, you know, send emails or or do anything else with. And but also from from past experience it's usually meant for someone who deals a lot with Photoshop. Or graphic design, or more geared towards that end of the industry, rather than actual, like just physical hand sketching.
1: Yeah, and and a lot of what I saw saw too, because as we were we were doing research for this, because I've never used one, quite frankly. What I noticed was it seemed you know there was it was a lot more color. So if you're really into graphic design and you have that that need to see a lot of color, then that was something that worked really well. The other thing that worked, uh, other kind of tablet here, they have a, what's called a pen display. And it's really a, a flat screen monitor with a pressure sensitive surface. So it's it's something that, you know, it, it's along the lines of a graphics tablet, except it's a little more portable. It's going to cost you more. And the downside to it, I guess, though, is there's really like a lot of cables that end up going between the display and the c- computer. Ultimately, that's how that all that stuff works. And the other downside, too, being that these display services don't offer sort of the bite that the graphics tab- tablets do. I just don't think there's a, a sensitivity necessarily that you would give with a graphics tablet. So it's, it's kind of little ups and downs with it. But, but it's certainly something to look at using if, if you have the opportunity. And then, of course, there's the regular tablets, which is what most of us have. It's, you know, it's an iPad. It's a Surface tablet. It's a Galaxy tablet. And it's all these things that doesn't, you know, it's the the tablet that doesn't require an additional computer because it already is the computer. And there's always all the programs you can download. I mean, you could be working on an iPad and working in Photoshop and it's just another app that's downloaded onto the machine. My iPad right now, I have AutoCAD on. So if I want to pull it up on my my, drawing on my iPad, I can certainly do that. Now, I haven't really tried that too much, mostly because I honestly, I think I need a stylus to make it work, work really well. And it seems a little clunky in how it works, but certainly there's a lot of, um, a lot more power there. So a lot more processing power. So it's a little easier to, to use in that respect. But again, I haven't done this. And the first time, honestly, the first time I ever really, you and I ever really discussed it, was you were telling me about the pad that you use because you use something, what is technically, if you read the manufacturer's website, it's called an e-reader, like a, I guess like a Nook, but you've been using it for for I don't know how long now.
0: Uh, I've been using it for about a month, and I have the it's an Onyx Nova Two. That's that's the only plug that I'm gonna <laughs> push for it, but it's so it's an e-ink tablet. And I've had it for about a month. And honestly, I don't know that I'll be going back to pen and paper so easily. And that's primarily just because of the ease of use that I've had with it in my projects. Because I found that I go through lots of paper over the course of the many projects that I've worked on, uh, including for this podcast. Consequently, my desk is constantly littered with papers and notes of whatever i've been working on and my device has really been a pretty neat little tool that has allowed me to organize my my notes and while the screen on this one is a bit small it really almost doesn't matter because i can just add another page electronically and continue notes drawings or whatever else you're doing it can also I can also edit and markup PDFs and other image types, and this tablet has the added benefit of running Android. So on top of all that, I can treat it like a regular tablet. I can check email, social media, and and do many of the other things that uh, an iPad an iPad would be able to do. The only exception to this would be to play videos because the refresh rate on e ink screens isn't quite up to par yet, but I have a cell phone for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I would
1: imagine, you know, if you're, if you're looking to do something like that, it's like, okay, I'm going to watch a video. I'll, I'll watch it somewhere else. Cause this is not really, you know, I, I'm not taking notes on it.
0: Yeah. And, and, and the last couple things that I, I frankly, the most thrilled about is, is on for my tablet is the ink display. It's it's easy on the eyes and the battery life is substantially better than a traditional device. I fully charged it on November th- or sorry, September 3rd, and I've been using it every day for email, notes, web browsing, just kind of whatever. And as of October 5th, the day that we're recording this, the battery just dropped down to 10%. So it's been going on for an entire month now. And you won't get that kind of battery life anywhere else. Uh, oh no, I'm I'm plugging in my iPad every night. So yeah,
1: I I'm now granted I have a slightly older iPad, but still, I mean, every night I'm plugging
0: this thing in.
1: <laughs> wow, that's that's pretty impressive.
0: And like I said, I've been using it pretty much twenty four seven. I'll write down an idea here or there for a podcast that we do or take notes from a client meeting or from our job site meetings that I've, I've gone to quite frequently. And it's just been, it's, it's actually been kind of nice.
1: I'll say I, I always run around with a notepad or like a notebook. And so if I'm on a job site, I'm scribbling notes just in my notebook.
0: So I can kind of see the appeal of not having, not having to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I guess that, that brings us into our next our next segment is the the pros and cons of, of a digital device versus, like you said, just carrying around a notepad and a pen. And I'd like to start off with the pros because you know I've, I'm actually quite happy with my particular investments. And I guess to start off, I would I would say that you can one of the first pro that comes to mind is instantly digital notes that you can share with your clients. I know during the, the the time of COVID that we've had to do a a lot more workarounds in order to meet with clients safely and talk about design work that we're doing and just being able to communicate. And so being able to have my notes right there in handy and then being able to just immediately either share them on screen with a client or or email them within minutes of of me marking up a PDF or something like that or even just real time updates as as you're as you're screen sharing and and just electronically just marking something up it, i found that it's a it's a valuable experience to have and something that you can do socially distance which in this day and age is a lot more important than it used to be, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I think the whole social distancing thing with clients definitely is a plus, but, but I think the other thing that, that you were talking to me about and I thought this was kind of interesting was, was actually having using the surface to draw on because you said you, this is something that you really love.
0: Yeah. I'm one of those people who's, (laughs) Fairly sensitive to how a a pen or pencil feels as you're writing or drawing with it. I don't have. Do you have any experience with that? No. I
1: mean, I mean, I I know what what my preference is. That that I'm very much the. It has to be this pen if I'm drawing for this. It has to be this pen if I'm taking notes. There, there's a. There's definitely something there to that idea of of that sensitivity to how whatever writing instrument you're using, and how it translates.
0: Yeah. And, and, and whenever a pencil is too scratchy or the pen is just constantly just getting flagged, I, I, I just, to me, it just doesn't feel good to write with, especially when I was studying for the architecture exams, I filled three, five subject notebooks. Those are the really thick ones with my study notes and thoughts on how to on how to take the the tests and in the process you of writing so much, I became increasingly aware of which ones, which pens worked and which ones were just that the scratchy didn't just didn't feel right. And I, I, I would only use, and, and I got to the point where I would only use certain pens to, to study with and to write things down with, but with a tablet, The experience of writing on a glass surface on on the glass surface of the tablet is so reliable and and smooth that I've actually begun to prefer it to a paper and a pen or a pencil. It's been nice having a a consistently reliable surface that I can that, that I that I enjoy writing on.
1: Well, we'll see. I think that's just weird. But, but we'll get into that when we start talking about cons, <laughs> so, you know, the other thing too, is, is, you know, you talk about too, about you don't have to, you, you're not at risk. You talk about, you talked about having a lot of paper on your desk. And I think that's every architect's thing that we just inevitably have our desktops covered in paper. And I am the person who has dug through multiple notebooks and stacks of paper looking for notes cuz i know i wrote it down somewhere and for the life of me i'm having trouble finding it but i but i know it's written down somewhere and and going through all the notebooks and and you know you were talking about that that of course you're doing it in real time so you don't have that risk necessarily of losing notes
0: yeah as as long as you have your tablet it's there you know you can you can pull it up you have you can create your own folders. And I guess this ties in with, so what another pro is you, you have no risk of losing your notes or drawings. And on top of that, you can organize your drawings and notes within the tablet in a much cleaner and, and in, in my opinion, a, a in a better way el- electronically. And because While I can't claim to be a neat freak when it comes to my physical desk space, (laughs) my electronic desk top is, is very well organized. And I've been able to organize my notes to a much higher degree since getting the tablet, which means I can recall the relevant information better. And I found this particularly useful when comparing code research on projects Uh, Because sometimes you have multiple projects pop up in the same neighborhood and governed by the same or similar uh, city zoning and code. But in the past, that code research had been written on paper that I would have most assuredly misplaced or, or buried under multiple other stacks of paper that I just don't have anymore. You know, you throw it out, recycle it but each section of my electronic notes is organized by project date and subject. And you can, and if you, if you set it up correctly, you can actually search your notes by, by keyword. So it, it's even searchable in in a lot of instances, so I can pretty quickly scroll through my notes and find what I'm looking for and reliably have it within a tolerable amount of time, I would say.
1: Wow. Well, that's that See, Now that's that, that's what gets me is like, okay, if I can search for what I need to find in my notes, that's, that's really a, a plus. And I think, I think the other big thing for me too, is the whole idea of, of, you know, it has a handwriting recognition. So it's, it's, you know, it, it gets used to what your, your handwriting looks like. So it's actually transcribing your notes for you. If I'm, if I'm correct. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Yes, it, it, it will, unless your handwriting is a complete train wreck.
1: <laughs> okay, well, mine, mine's not a complete train wreck. But I just kind like this idea because typically, you know, in the past, it's go to the job site, take all your notes, come back. I cannot tell you the meeting reports I have written up in the past that I'm just like, oh, my God, there's so many notes. And this is just, I mean, you spend so much time doing it. So the whole idea that, that it would do it for you is is really <laughs> i think probably one of the bigger pros of all of this but the other thing too is is being able to have the access to it in the field and of course you know i'm sure if you're running around with your laptop or even your tablet a regular tablet you can probably pull up your notes but if if it's my ipad it means i've got to, got to download the notes from my laptop into my ipad or put it in my email. I mean, there's just it feels like a multiple steps to get to where I want to go, whereas it sounds a little simpler from what you're talking, what you've been talking about. But two, that whole idea of being able to get, to do this on the go, to just mark up stuff on the go, pull up a drawing, make notes on it, send it off to whoever needs to get it so they know what's going on. Uh, to me, that seems probably like it's one of the bigger bigger pluses of doing this digitally, even, even as much as you might be opposed to it uh, as far as you know you you like like sketching um, i can certainly see this being a big thing and and i will tell you that that i think and, and we're, we're going to get into cons here because i think as much as all of that is good the biggest con for me is still that this isn't a piece of paper and i think it goes back to that that notion of the feel of writing the feel of sketching there's a architect in Austin that I know who actually has a podcast and I think it's a coffee sketch podcast but I'm, uh, I'm gonna shoot myself for not getting this right but anyway um he has on his Instagram account he tends to post almost almost daily a a pen sketch that he's done of whatever is current at the time um I think he did one of Batman the other day because it was Batman day imagine that but You know, he I I have a hard time seeing him possibly doing this on on a pad or on some sort of surface. But one of the things I found in doing research was a a product called Remarkable. It's a it's a new tablet, but what they have done is created a surface. You know, you talked about, you know, how much you love having a smooth glass screen to, to write on. This actually has a textured surface so that it feels more like you're writing on paper. And I thought, well, okay, you know, maybe I could actually do that, but that that particular pad has a lot of limitations to it, and you know, there's basically for what you're paying for, you can get better on like an iPad or even on even on what you've been using, which is the Onyx. That that even that would work better. But the other thing too is is there are technological issues to this, and you know, you're relying on the battery life of your device. Although it sounds like yours is going to last forever. I just imagine you know it's one thing to be working at home and realizing that your battery's running out i can't imagine being on the job site and suddenly like oh crap i'm down to five percent now what do i do <laughs> and and your your device simply turns off and suddenly you don't have your device anymore so you're back to pen and paper the other thing too is is the potential for bad updates or potential viruses or you've forgotten to back up your data for some reason and something happens to your pad you know just an easier it seems like a potentially easier way to to lose data or lose your information um maybe not i I don't know like i said i don't have a lot of experience with this but the other thing too is like with every other pad there is the point that you're going to get to where you're going to be replacing it or upgrading it And I know that one of the things for you, Matthew, because you, you've got a sort of very entry level reader, but I know that these things can get kind of expensive.
0: Oh yeah. It's another, another con in, in this direction is that it's, it's really not accessible to everyone. The entry level tablets. I mean, even for a basic iPad start at 300 bucks and, the price only goes up from there. That's about what I paid for mine. Um, But they, they, some, I think some of the higher end models can get upwards of eight or $900 for the, the super expensive ones. And that's a significant chunk of change to a lot of people. I would assume, (laughs) I know it is for me. I, I jeez, I can't drop, I can't drop a thousand dollars on something like that. Well, and I keep thinking,
1: you know, how much does it cost for a little notebook and a pen? So, yeah, for for people for people who are wanting to use this, trying to find a point in which it becomes accessible, I can see that being really being an issue.
0: And and I think the last issue that might pop up for a lot of people is that there's a there's definitely a learning curve that takes some getting used to. It's not sometimes the sometimes the the stylus maybe need to be calibrated because you're 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 touching the screen at one point and it's starting to draw an inch and a half up into the left and you're just like well i no no it, it, it's supposed to go over here and so th- there's a lot of technological hurdles that you may not have run into pen, pen and paper you're not going to run into that technological issue
1: a little more of a, a simple um device, so to speak. Well, and I I think about my old business partner who you didn't give her a pencil because it would come back to you as a nub because she pressed, she had such a heavy hand when she was drawing something. And I'm just trying to picture that with a, with a screen, like with a a tablet screen and a stylus. I'm like, you're going to burn through a stylus about every two months. (laughs) (laughs) if it if it acts at all the way that you know you if you treat it the way you typically do a pencil you know the potential for it to really really um um get used up kind of and, and actually that's one of the things i was telling you about the remarkable pad the one that has the texture to it they will tell you that yes you'll have to replace the stylus because the texture on the surface will eventually wear away the stylus so how's that for sort of the actual i guess pencil experience on a tablet
0: i guess it goes to show you how close of an experience they're trying to make it
1: yeah but but uh, you know i i'm just thinking how much it costs to replace a stylus and i'm like hmm, okay maybe maybe not such a great thing but yeah so so yeah ultimately there's there's a lot of pros and cons to this and i would love to talk with somebody who uses uses the pad you know you 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 do a lot of notes and a lot of quick sketching but trying to you know, talk with someone who's used one of these pads to do what I think as real sketching. I don't know if that's a great word, but actually drawing, drawing the way that Jamie does for coffee sketch. The the um, way he produces these drawings, can he accomplish it, accomplish it on a pad? And I just don't know that he can. So yeah, so there's pluses and minuses for this. I will definitely say being able to get everything organized and pulled together, uh, electronically, I think, certainly is a plus. Um, but even if, you know, e- even if you have to worry, too, about, you know, simply running out of power in the field or something, something crashing on you that you didn't expect, because, yay, you know, it's technology, and there's always going to be a challenge at some point, and I don't, I don't think we can get away from it. But um, hopefully, going forward... In carb, will figure out what they're doing and it won't be as bad as we are expecting certainly we'll maybe get closer to the quality of of some of these other types of tablets and some of these other e-readers but i'm not holding out a lot of hope we'll have to come back and and revisit that once they get things going and, and maybe talk with somebody who's actually been using it because um it, it'll it will be interesting it will certainly change how we are taking our exams and how well we are doing on those exams and luckily you know I'm done you're done so so realistically you and I don't have to worry about it
0: Yeah but I guess it's the principle of the thing you don't want to take somebody's pen and paper away that 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 to me seems like if 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 you do it if you do it voluntarily that's one thing like i I have voluntarily gone off and started digital note-taking and 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 i would actually like to step up to the challenge of maybe maybe producing some sketches that we might show the world one day but but yes if it's done if it's done willingly i could see that being one thing but forcing somebody to say no you have to do this I, i i just i feel like there's something a little wrong about that
1: yeah yeah well we'll we'll see we'll see what happens certainly um like I said, if we can find somebody who's taken the test using using the digital whiteboard, it will certainly give us a little bit more insight. But in the meantime, we've we've gotten a little long again because we we you know, let's just face it, we're geeky and we're going to talk about these things. So <laughs> so we we tend to talk a little a little technical, but um, but I think it's good and cer- certainly I'm I almost bought um a tablet. I will will confess to that. I almost actually bought a tablet the other day. I was looking. thought, oh, do I get one? Do I not get one? And so I just, I put it on the back burner for now, but I I don't know how much longer that's going to last. But in the meantime, if you guys are, hopefully everyone's doing well. And if you guys want to get in touch with us and share your experiences, of course, you can always reach us. You can reach me at Larry at Spotted Dog Arch, or just message me on Instagram or Twitter at Spotted Dog Arch. Of course, Matthew's on his, are you, it's, it's Twitter. I keep wanting to say it's your Instagram, and I know
0: you don't have an Instagram, do you? I do have an Instagram, but it's more of a personal one than it is a, a podcast one. But yes, no, I'm on I'm on Twitter at Arch Geek Matt, and we will soon have a ArchGeek's Instagram and website for everybody to follow. That is actually coming in two weeks, so stay tuned for that.
1: Well, awesome. That's, that's so great. Yay. Yay. And then you can, everyone can leave really snarky comments, but <laughs> sorry. Um, but in the meantime, guys, I hope everyone's having a good start to October and Halloween's not too far away. So hopefully you'll figure out how to do some sort of trick or treating. If nothing, maybe just sit at home and eat all the Halloween candy. Like you, you know, we, we tend to do, but In the meantime, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again, hopefully, in another week. Bye, everyone.